Oh, man, you ready for this? Three-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove. He won a batting title, won Rookie of the Year, was a two-time World Series champion, six-time Silver Slugger. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 65. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today? I'm a little upset, buddy. I'm a little salty. Tell me about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset that uh, there's so much political crap leaking into baseball. Too, Too much controversial stuff going on and i'm guessing you're referring to the red sox visit to the white house and that is spelled s-o-c-k-s yeah what is that about how many people (laughs) does that have to pass through how do you spell well it was on like an official document wasn't it or was like an email yeah it was like an official from the white house document how many people does that have to pass through yeah I don't like I, I don't like that stuff. I don't like the ridiculous circle game being turned into some type of political racist sign that it's like a hundred years old or whatever. Like no one, it's the circle game. Everyone knows the circle game. I mean, I love how you're just coming right out of the gate, right, right out of the start of this episode with just some rather. Uh... Hot topics. Uh, But I I mean, I agree with you. With the whole White House thing, I just don't understand why guys can't just can't choose to go to the White House, regardless who's uh, holding office there. And just go and like honor the you're honoring the the position, the the residence that is the White House. You're not necessarily going to confirm or deny any political beliefs or views that you may have. You're simply just going there to honor the, the institution itself. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. If you don't want to shake hands with whoever's in office, that's cool. Like you don't have to shake hands, but it's still a honored tradition for pretty much every sport. And I think it's so weird to like have half your teammates go and half not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I get the Alex Cora situation. I know I'm slightly biased there, but, I like, I understand with his strong devotion to Puerto Rico how there's kind of some, some issues there that he felt were or went uh, undealt with, essentially. Uh, yeah. So I, I can kind of understand his reasoning there. It's, it's not exactly the greatest look if your manager isn't showing up, but I understand it. Uh, but, yeah, like, with individual guys deciding not to go, it's just not a good look if half your lineup's going. But yeah, and then the whole like circle game thing, I'm not even gonna entertain that. Like, what are we doing? The fact that the fact sure. that Doug is like, I'm just gonna allow the investigation to take place. There's no investigation that needs to take place. <laughs> and the fact that the guy was banned indefinitely is is the last I saw. Is that is that still correct? Yeah, I, I heard Theo say he's not welcome here anymore. Um, oh, like, my God. How are you going to monitor that? Unbelievable. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they put his name through the system and he can't get he can't get uh, tickets. Tickets? Tickets. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. It's too early for that. I'm not. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, like, I'll save it. I don't think. I don't think. Th- what if your friend buys tickets and gives you one? That's true. You just walk in with him and. Now you have a beard and a pair of sunglasses on. Who's going to stop you? It's just a PR move. All right, enough politics. Let's get into some baseball history. Baseball history. May 10th. Is that right? May, May 10th. 10th. That is correct. Taking it back to 1939, Phillies backstop Dave Cobble catches a ball thrown from the top of Philadelphia's City Hall. The rookie catcher handles a 521-foot dropped ball cleanly, but likens the experience of a man jumping into his arms. A little weird quote there, but uh, 
that 521 foot drop how do you scary. track that how do you pick it up i don't know like you're i mean you got some time i guess but you're not picking that up until at least 300 feet i mean i get Weird. i mean i guess if you're looking at a singular point and you're just waiting for some some type of visual that represents a baseball to fall from the sky i guess i could understand it but i mean that's that's a long ways up yeah that's scary uh, 1999, you're going to like this. In a 12-4 route of the Mariners, Nomar Garcia-Para hits two grand slams in the same game and adds a two-run homer as well. Red Sox shortstop becomes the first American League player to drive in 10 runs in a game since 1975. I, I, I get stud. the 10 runs thing, but I feel like three jacks and two of them being grand slams is a little more impressive. No, I agree. Speaking of which, did you? I think yesterday, the day before, was the uh, anniversary of. I can't remember his name. I think he played for Florida State. You know what I'm talking about. You know where I'm going with this. He had like he had like six home runs in a game, and it was like 16 RBIs. I have a day. Honestly, that's a week. That's How, a good week. If you're the if you're the opposing pitching staff, what are you doing? Stop. It's like, oh, he's hit three. He can't possibly hit a fourth. Oh, he's hit four. He can't possibly hit a fifth. Oh, he's hit five. Can't possibly hit a sixth. <laughs> oh, there we lose, like, 60 to nothing. Stupid. Uh, down by that much. Serve it up. See some history. Speaking of history, 2008, with the Padres' 3-2 victory over the Rockies at Petco Park, Greg Maddox, on his fifth attempt, wins his 350th game of the career. The four, uh, 42-year-old right-hander gives up three hits in six innings to become the ninth pitcher in Major League history to reach the milestone. And only the third hurler, along with Warren, Warren Spahn and Roger Clemens, to accomplish the feat since 1928. 350. I don't know if we're going to see 300 again. It's incredible. Yeah, 350 is crazy. 300 is quite the feat. 350. Especially if... Just... No one cares about wins anymore, so that's true. Yeah, We're not batting as, average. Yeah, not as much of a value is placed on those anymore. Rightfully so, yeah. but still, three fifty. That's that's tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, lastly, twenty thirteen. See if I can get this right. Rampate starter Alex Cobb strikes out thirteen San Diego hitters, but doesn't make it out of the fourth inning. In the Bay's 6-3 victory at the Trop. The right-hander well records done. 12 of his 14 outs with Ks, including four in the third frame, when a wild pitch on strike three allows the batter to reach first. Have a day, kind of? What am I missing here? Why did he not make it that... Why did he not make it far? I don't know. Probably because he threw so many damn pitches. I mean, 13 strikeouts and three-plus... By the way, that's really hard to do when those three words aren't together. I, yeah, I, I applaud your I applaud your effort. That was very difficult. I started a little bit, but I feel okay about it. I mean, actually, no, I take it back. I don't know what I'm applauding because that's just what they're called. So congratulations for reading. Reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that wraps up the history. Of baseball on May 10th. Well, speaking of history, we're going to continue to some modern-day history, some recent history. Uh, Mike Fires throwing the second no-hitter of his career. How about it, huh? 300th in Major League history. What a sneaky guy. What a sneaky guy to get to. Get to. Yeah, not exactly one of the most impressive resumes of a guy that has two no hitters, yeah. But I mean, good for him. He did. I and think he. I think he was quoted as saying, "Like, it's nice to know that I had at least two days in my career that everything went right, <laughs> or something, wow. something along those lines." <laughs> yeah. Yikes, just, Mike! Just railing himself. <laughs> I mean, like he seems to me like he's he's not really as. I mean, I guess it's a good thing you just had a, a good defense, but like you're not a hit and miss guy, like or a swing and miss guy. You're 
you're a contact guy. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the numbers here, as I mentioned, not one of the best resumes. At the time of his no-hitter, he had a 6.81 ERA, which, Nate, in case you didn't know, was the highest ERA for a pitcher at the time of a no-hitter since the stat was first recorded in 1913. I believe it. I believe it. He did that. Uh, also, some other unlikely uh, numbers that added to this magical event. There was a 98-minute delay before the game started. I don't know if you saw that, but it was like the light bulbs when it come yeah. on. And then they determined after however long that they are like, all right, the field is light enough to see. Like, let's just move forward with it. Um, which also, by the way, I didn't know that the MLB's preference for game time starting on the West Coast is like nine o'clock on the West Coast. Yeah. Because they're, I guess they're like approaching the nine o'clock mark out there and they were like, if we don't get this game started before nine o'clock, we're not playing. Because at that, cause at that point, it's already midnight on the East Coast, and then you're going to start a game that's going to presumably end at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. You're technically, yeah, starting a game the next day, which is just crazy. So I mean, that was wild. Uh, also, as we all know, you can't record a no hitter and or a perfect game uh, without a little help from your friends. And I'm sure you saw the highlights, but Jer- Jerks and Profar laid out. Also, I think it was back to back web gems. Jerickson Profar laid out, and Ramon Laureano, arguably the greatest center fielder in Major League history we've ever seen, <laughs> robbing a home run. Just a lot of filthy. a lot of things had to go right for this guy. Yeah, that was filthy. Um, yeah, two guys that like I can speak for one of them because he's on my fantasy team has no idea how to hit as Jerickson Profar. Other one, I, I don't even know if. Ramon Laureano is on anyone's team. You want to talk Barnes. fantasy? Mike Fires is on my fantasy team. I know. What a blessing. Not okay. It's it's not as exciting as it sounds because I realized after he threw the no hitter that he essentially get or he essentially got what Justin Verlander gets for me every start, <laughs> which shows you how good Justin Verlander is. That really puts it into yeah. perspective. But yeah, I, like no, like I'm saying, like two guys that aren't household names that just go out there and ball and helping their dude out. But yeah, Mike fires is a, that's an interesting guy to have two no hitters. I'm somewhat impressed, but I think it's cool that it's, you said it's the 300th. I didn't know that. Yeah. And also a little, uh, another nugget of uh, MLB history regarding the, this no hitter, the A's. And I, I want to say, Oaktown fan pointed this out to us or somebody else might have, I think it was Oaktown fan said that uh, the A's have no hitters on May 7th, May 8th and May 9th. Mike fires for May 7th, catfish hunter on May 8th and Dallas Braden's perfect game was on May 9th. So a little, little nugget of history there for you. That's that's not all of their no hitters, but I like that. They're all smushed there together. Also, speaking of numbers, one other little nugget here for you. Apparently, there was only 11,974 in attendance for this event. And apparently, they credit that to the fact that there was the a nearly a 100-minute delay before the game. So I don't buy it. I don't blame them. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that's the sole reason. I think that's just yeah. a, a PR excuse, but... Yeah. Instead of having 13,000 people, you had just under 12. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure like a thousand people were like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Screw this. Which is like, how how are we still having malfunctions with lights at this point? It's 2019, like flip the switch, should be good to go. What's that about? There's probably, there's probably a lot of electricians out there right now that are just wanting to punch you in the face. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm being honest. But just think, man. Think of how many open seats there were. Yeah. That's depressing. Like, what a what a sad backdrop for your second no-hitter of your career. I don't know. They got to be used to it. Like, the A's have to be used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they have to be huh. used to people not 
wanting to buy tickets. Yeah. And for all of those seats being open, you'd have to wonder if maybe they were too expensive for people. You just have to think that there's an opportunity out there or a way, a method of sorts to save money on these tickets. And Nate, I'm here to bring you some good news. It must be some type of promo code. We're all about promo codes on the show, Nate. It's SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances, Nate's favorite, with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Code our cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. It's too bad that you uh, you don't have as a seductive voice as I do. Well, my, I don't have a provocative ad read like you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not upset about it. I'm. I'm glad I don't have to try to seduce our followers every, seduce our listeners every episode that we do. I'm okay with it. I'm just out here, just out here blessing earlobes. That's a quote graphic. <laughs> let's talk. Ad, let's talk. Addison Russell coming back from his 40 game suspension for domestic abuse. Return made his return on Wednesday. Went over with a K and a walk. What are our just general thoughts here? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Can we just, can we just end it there? What are your general thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that sums up most, most of our thoughts here. Oh man. It's just, it's such a, uh, it's difficult because you know, there, there are two things here. One side one side I see someone abusing their spouse or significant other and receiving less of a suspension than if they took some type of performance enhancing drug. Right. And on the other side, we're seeing, you know, a a private life that has nothing to do with the professional life. So I, I don't know because we've seen, this throughout sports, um, I, I would say it's less prevalent in baseball, but it does happen. Um, but we're seeing we're seeing that as the fact that it's even a thing is ridiculous. One, two, the fact that it's caught on tape as often as it is is scary. But three, like at the same time. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if, if a suspension's the right thing. I don't know if a fine's the right thing. I understand if you lose endorsements, that I get. But, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how much it has to do with you as a baseball player. Yeah, and well, he he was quoted as saying which. I have my own opinions about this, but he was quoted as saying, uh, and I think this was following following the game on Wednesday, uh, he said, I'm a baseball player for the Chicago Cubs. I'm one of the dudes in the clubhouse. I'm one of the guys who go who goes out there and puts their bodies on the line. We do it because we love it. We want to win, and we want to bring another championship to Chicago. And if, and if hometown fans want to boo someone that's trying to bring them a, a World Series again, then that's on them. All right, dude. Pump the brakes. Yeah. You have no room to start guilt tripping your fan base into booing you, which apparently they did. I I went back, watched the video. Was not exactly the warmest of welcomes. Justified. Uh, Yes. You have no room to be telling your fans what they can and can't do. All right. Your job right now is to come back, stay off the radar, and just play baseball. Yeah. 
Like you have no room to be saying, oh, if they want to boo, that's on them. You don't try to make them feel guilty. All right. And, and not to say like, I'm all for second chances. I get that. But like, that can't be one of your first quotes back as a member <laughs> of the Chicago Cubs. You just can't be saying that. And al- although he did say, while he said that he, w- he was, they're asking him kind of about his next steps and where he's headed. Uh, and he said, I've just improved overall, better relationships, better communication with my teammates and family and friends. Just overall, I feel like I'm a better person hearing from my family and friends and all, and teammates that I have improved as well is a lot of assurance for me. And then just continuing my therapy. I know that I'm making great strides. It's a long road ahead and there is no finish line, but I'm committed to this. That to me, but which I don't understand how you say the same, say both of those things within a 24 hour span. Well, he practiced that one. That was definitely scripted. Oh, absolutely. But the fact like, why not just go with that second one? Like the first one to me just yeah. seems so unnecessary. And maybe, maybe because I, I was reading it and wasn't able to catch the actual quote on video, maybe he said it with a different tone. But I mean, it's hard to it's hard to interpret that any other way. Is trying to like manipulate your fan base into feeling bad for you. I I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. I'm I'm on I I'm not on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's weird. I'm not on both sides. You you put a hand on a significant other and you're one of the lowest of low. Like there isn't much below you, if anything. You are scum in my mind. Um but again, at the same time, I have to think I, I try to think of, you know, if someone if someone had worked at a desk somewhere you know for some random company and those events happened are are you losing your job or are you are you getting you know what i'm saying are you yeah. put on leave is it is it even talked about is it become known you know what i'm saying so i i don't know i totally am okay with fans booing him I probably would have booed him if I was a Cubs fan there. But I have to I have to try to understand why one has to do with the other. You know what I mean? I guess because it got leaked, the Cubs have to react in a certain way. MLB has to react in a certain way. But the truth is, is that like it shouldn't have anything to do with it. And at the same time, on the other side... I'm okay if that guy gets suspended for a full year. You know what I mean? Like it's such a fine line. It's so difficult to to choose what what the right way is for MLB, what the right path is. Um, but either way, like I don't even know if the freaking Cubs need him. They're playing great ball. Javi Baez can play whatever position he wants, and he's going to hold it down, and he's going to do it well. Well, they were they were saying that they were a little low on infield depth, which is the reason they brought him back sooner than anticipated. I think they were talking about bringing him back on the road, uh, but because because of some injuries and guys that were a little uh, dinged up, they had to bring yeah. him back a little sooner. And they're low they, on infield depth because they traded Glaber towards the Yankees a few years ago. <laughs> All right, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, you were, you were talking about. Uh, suspension for what it's worth. I know I have obviously no say in the, the rules system or enforcement for the league, but if it were up to me, a suspension for domestic abuse would far exceed 40 games. Yeah. And like, and you, can, okay. you can, you, yeah. And you can, and you can say what you want about like doing your time and all that, but no, 40 games, I'm sorry. 40 games is not enough for putting your hands on a woman. It's just, yeah. that's just, the reality of it. And that's the fact that it's not more than it is, is honestly kind of surprising to me. Uh, but as I said, on the flip side, I'm all for second chances. Like people mess up. We're human beings. Like I'm not going to sit here and, and granted it is a very like atrocious thing to do, but I'm not going to sit here and act like, 
I'm gonna n- not even give this guy a chance to like redeem himself or to yeah. like, prove that he's improving his relationships with people. Uh, but that takes time, and in order to do that, you have to, in order to kind of ride that out, you have to expect the booze. You have to know that people are not going to be a, your biggest fan right out of the gate when you come back. And so that's why that's why that that first quote kind of irks me a little bit where. He's saying that's on them if they want to boo somebody trying to help him bring a World Series game. Yeah, no, you're an idiot. You're not. You're not just a guy trying to help them bring back a World Series to Chicago. You are a guy that's trying to help them bring back a World Series to Chicago, who abused a woman. Like yeah. you can't. You can't shake that last part. You, that's that's kind of all. That's with you now. Not to say that you can't improve your your perception. Uh, your your public perception, but sure. that's at least right now that's with you, and you can't really do anything about that. So and and I think you you gotta just um, you just gotta go out and play ball to where that's all people think about, and that means you have to play it hard, and I mean freaking one hundred and ten percent, hundred miles an hour, whole game every game for a while. I mean i I need like a freaking diving catch into the stands i need a you know busting out a swinging bunt and beating it out to first i need all of it and i need that to become if i'm a cubs fan i need you to do that until that's all i think about is you just being a hard nose full after a baseball player and there's probably always going to be that that label on them which is what should be there it should always be there um but like you said you know everyone everyone deserves a second chance i guess well yeah and to piggyback off of what you just said i'm assuming i'm a, i'm understanding you correctly and saying that performance on the baseball field doesn't erase what you've done but i think as i said assuming i'm understanding you correctly what you're saying is like you need to give people a reason to at least start to like you again. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't be, you can't be beaten up on women and be really bad at baseball because at that point you, it's just, <laughs> it's a lose, lose situation. Lose, and it, lose, and but... again, not to say that performance on a baseball field outweighs the significance of, of what you've done, but I, I, I do get what you're saying. It doesn't. And I mean, you can look at other guys, you can look at, not to say that these things are comparable to this situation, but you can look at Mike Vick um, getting that second chance after after going to prison. Um, you know the whole Tiger Woods thing, which is again a, a private domestic thing, um, being leaked, and you know you lose your endorsements, you lose some sponsors, um, and now you're on top of the world again. So, not to say that Addison Russell is the Tiger Woods of baseball or the Michael Vick of, of football. Not to say that, you know, running a dog fighting ring is the same thing as beating your wife. But what I will say is that when it comes down to it, it's whoever's on the field, is just baseball. And if you like baseball, you enjoy baseball. And sometimes we don't need to think about anything else. We don't need to let other stuff affect that. When you go down and sit down in your seat and you're just watching a baseball game, you know, hopefully for the Cubs and for Addison Russell, it just becomes just a baseball game. Yeah, I think that's what everybody's hoping for, uh, specifically the people that are close to him as well as the Cubs organization. Uh, I think everybody's just hoping that he can kind of amend his his relationships uh, and just improve his, like I said, his perception um, and just make it clear that he's taking the right steps to, to move in the right direction. So, Yep. Moving right along here, the man of the hour, the man of the week, honestly – I would almost I would almost argue the man of our generation, Albert Pujols. Yeah. How about it? Two thousand RBIs. Uh, I believe he picked that up 
what, yesterday, Thursday, right? Mm, yeah. I'm already losing yep. track of my days here. Uh, yeah, 2,000 RBIs. Um, did it on the road in Detroit. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of people saying that he shouldn't have gotten that because he shouldn't still be in the game right now, which I'm not gonna comment on because I'm not gonna disrespect one of the greatest hitters of all time like that. But I see a little validity there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Dude, I'm on the same boat that I was when we were talking about CC. Shouldn't be around anymore. You know, shouldn't be around long enough to get 3,000 strikeouts. Shouldn't be around long enough to get 2,000 RBIs. But the fact that he put it in like the 21st row with this 2,000th RBI in a nice little bat flip tells me he's still got it a little bit. He may run on his heels. He may DH half the time. He may miss freaking 20 games a year because of his knees. But the truth is, I think he's still got it a little bit. And that swing is still pretty. Oh, it'll always be pretty. It's just a matter of whether or not he can continue to hit a baseball successfully. Yeah, which I mean, what is he what is he doing right yeah, now? Yeah, I was about to say which not really doing all that great so far. Uh, in 2019, he's batting 208 with six home runs, 18 RBIs, uh, and an OBP of 285. So, so he's got Bryce Harper numbers essentially. Woo. Brutal. I'm pretty sure Michael Chavis for the for my socks has six home runs already, or he's close. Yeah, but that guy's and dope. he got called up late. Yeah, uh, but anyway, you mentioned you mentioned hitting it like the twentieth row, and I I know I kind of alluded to this off air when we were talking, but you didn't hear the so I'm I'm guessing you didn't hear the story about the guy that got the ball. I did not. So, this guy Eli Hides, who is a Tigers fan, get get this, it was his first ever souvenir ball. Can you imagine the dudes? I think he was like in his thirties and he's been going to games for a while and said this was like his first ever, first ever souvenir ball. Like talk about the baseball gods blessing you. Yeah, for real. So I think, well, I say that I think he was taking advantage of the blessings from the baseball gods because made it very clear that he was not going to give the ball back to pool holes. Whoa. Kind of a douche move. He yeah. said in an interview, he said that he was planning on even, he was either going to give the ball to his brother, who is a lifelong Cardinals fan, uh, for those of you who are too young to remember, which is wild to say. <laughs> Albert Pujols actually did play for the Cardinals for a while. Uh, he said he was either going to give it to his brother, lifelong Cardinals fan, or pass it on to his child, who is due in the coming weeks. Uh, so, I mean, can't blame his reasoning there, but come on, dude. Uh, but the nope. inter- the interesting the interesting part about this is that he turned down four offers from Tigers and Angels officials. Uh, so apparently, I was doing a little research. Apparently, there's like a system in place for situations like this, uh, yeah. where it's kind of like a bartering system. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's a case by case basis, but I think generally speaking, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, so apparently the first offer, and, uh, and this was according to, uh, either his friends or people nearby at the time, they said the first offer was a pool holes autographed baseball. Okay. And then he turned that down. Second offer was an autographed ball and a meet and greet with pool holes. Okay. Turned that down. Third offer, autographed ball, meet and greet, and a pool holes jersey. Turned that down. And the last offer was all of the above plus some Miggy memorabilia because, as I mentioned, he is a Tigers fan. Uh, so there we try, go. trying to appeal to his, his inner Tiger fandom, I suppose. Uh, but he came out, and said that, came out and said that he didn't want the money. He didn't care. And then after the fact, they were asking Pujols about it once they informed him of the situation, which this is just total class, total Pujols. I love it. He said... I told the guys, just leave it. Just let him have it. I think he can have a great piece of history. 
he said, we, we play this game for the fans too, and if they want to keep it, I think they have the right. I just hope he can enjoy it. Uh, and then af- after being asked if he'd consider paying for the ball, he dismissed it. He said, I wouldn't pay one penny for that. He can have it. I don't play this game so I can pay fans. He can have that piece of history. It's for the fans that we play for too. He has the right to keep it. The ball went in the stands. Yeah, classy move or classy quote, I should say, from Howard Pools. Um, the truth is, no matter who it's going to, it's going to be put in a case and sit on a mantle. So, you know, it's not really doing anything different. It just depends on whose house it is. Um, but I think my offer is I, I, I would accept a meet and greet um, and a bat signed by the whole squad, and you got me. Yeah, I don't know. The meet and greet would be cool. You're right. I think the bat would be cool as well. Um, but I think for me, it's just a thing where it's like, and this this might be just too like maybe I'm just like romanticizing this a little too much. I don't know. You if don't I'd, want anything? Huh? I don't. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm just saying I don't know if I'd actually do this if I were in this situation. Uh, but to me, the way I look at it is like these guys work their whole lives to to do what they do. And when you've got a guy that reaches a feat that only what three other guys have done in baseball history, at least recorded officially, yeah. uh, supposedly there might be more than that, but not very many. Uh, but it's like he achieves a feat that only three other guys have officially recorded and you can't just give him the ball. Like, you like? Do you understand the significance of a meet and greet? Like being able to just say you got a picture with Albert Pujols. Like, yeah, that's that's honestly all I would want. Like, and the, and the way, the reason that it kind of bothers me is, I think I read that he was like a law student, so he was like already in this like oh, def- defensive like bartering mode, and apparently yeah. apparently he said that like they came on too strong with like their offers or whatever. But suppose, supposedly I read uh, – I feel like I'm all over the place right now, but there's just so many little nuggets here. Uh, apparently they said that the auth- authentication I – can't, I can't speak right now. The authentication process yeah. uh, couldn't happen unless they, like, confirmed it. And that's why they were trying to, like, essentially pressure him – pressuring him into giving the ball back. Thing, we're not going to confirm it. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, he was basically like, no, like, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm, he goes, this ends when I leave the stadium. And he just like left. And so they're like, all right, well, you're not going to know if that's like legitimately the ball or not, which obviously it was. Yeah. But you you're a weirdo. You won't have a I mark think if on it. you got offered like six different things to pass down to your kid slash brother. Um, I mean, like, my, my dad met Cal Ripken Jr., and that's how I have a picture signed of Cal Ripken Jr. Jealous. And that's, like, one of my favorite things that I have. I will you know I, mean? I will offer you a meet and greet with myself <laughs> if you give me that. With the Duke staff. With Yes, yeah, so with myself. I'm in high demand. I'm in high demand, so the offer ends at the end of this episode. This, this offer is done when I hang up. Um... Yeah, I don't know. The guy's a weirdo. But uh, I think we got to say that I think Albert Pujols is top five hitter of all time. Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, running through some career numbers here real quick. He's batting 301 uh, careers, 639 home runs, obviously 2,000 RBIs, 381 OBP, 553 slugging, 934 OPS. Oh, man, you ready for this? Three-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove. He won a batting title, won Rookie of the Year, was a two-time World Series champion, six-time Silver Slugger, uh, the NLCS MVP, and, which I don't know if you knew this, led all National League position players in war for six straight seasons from 2005 to 2010. Whatever that means. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I know Mike. He's... I know Mike Trout's ears are buzzing right now. He's... What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Somebody said my what? name. 
he and um, he all oh one other nugget here he was also which this is always cool to see one of the greatest hitters of our generation one of the greatest hitters of all time drafted in the 13th round out of Maplewoods Community College in Kansas City so nowhere this whole D1 or bust thing this whole first round or nothing mentality it's crap yeah, get rid of that um and he's right around the corner from 3000 hits right uh I think so no he already had didn't he already get 3,000 hits? I don't think so. No, he he definitely has it. Yeah, he got it like last year. All right, so he's officially over 3,000 hits. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So you're saying 3,000 hits, over 600 home runs, 2,000 2, RBIs. RBIs. Dude, you're top five. <laughs> There's really no debate to be had here. Definitely, definitely got to be one of the best hitters of our generation, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yep, no debate to be had here on the Hall of Fame discussion. So, on that note, we're going to move right along to... Well, um, you know, I'm kind of curious what kind of bat he used. Oof. Do you, do you by chance know? I think I'm going to go get some lotion and lather up for this ad read. I think you might get ready for this. Because truthfully, there's nothing better than a long, hard, all-natural shaft of wood with a clean knob. Nate, Nate, you Nate, can Nate, grab. Nate, Nate, Nate. I'm going to go get some lotion and lather my entire body up like Wendy Peppercorn did. Just oiling and lotion. Oiling, lotioning. Well, you can grab that at your leisure. And thanks to Zinger Bats. Hey. You have a variety of options to choose from. Creating custom bats for the pros since 1998, Zinger Bats is setting the new standard in professional baseball bat production. From their X71 Pro Maple to their bat gun case, you have all you need to light it up on the field this season. Best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor of the 3 Take, and they want to show you, you, our listeners, some love. The next time you visit ZingerBats.com and stock up on some lumber, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your Zinger Bats order. For that big league feel off the barrel, Look no further than Zinger. I think I'm going to have to start adding the explicit label to our podcast. For not that, for that, suitable for women. For that ad read alone. Not suitable for Probably. women. Suitable for children. Suitable for moral people. <laughs> just, pretty much anyone. Just too provocative of an ad read. Yeah. And you start bleeping Probably. out random words. What Knob. A, what a time. Oh, <laughs> uh, but in all serialness. The old game. game. The old game. The best. All right, buddy. You ready? I look forward to this all week. I'm not even going to lie. Would you rather play 20 years in the show for no pay? Or five years in the show as the top paid player in the league? I'm too romantic about baseball. I'm probably going to have to go 20 years. Can't disagree. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i assuming like my, my living arrangements are at least covered. We're talking about like just like spending money, right? Like are my basic necessities covered? Honestly, if I just get hooked up with a bunch of swag off the field like – you know, workout clothes with logos on it. I'm cool. That's true. You know, new pair of shoes and stuff. I'm good. Uh, would you rather have five strikeouts in one game or five errors? Oh, well, five strikeouts, dude. Like, I took way too much pride in my fielding ability. Five errors. I, I, I so bad. That's what, like, that would just, that would break me down into a pile of nothing. Like, I would just oh, be. I would be absolutely hopeless. I wouldn't know where to go in life if I committed five errors in a game. 
I'm pretty sure Dan Ugla had a day where he had five Ks and five airs. I mean, I guess if you're asking me, <laughs> I guess if you're asking me, I would be okay with being Aaron Judge for a day. That's, okay. That'd be fun. How, would you rather have to catch a guy who throws 105 or a knuckleballer? Assuming I had gear, I'd rather catch a knuckleball. 105, dude. You make <laughs> you blink and your life's over. You're dead. Broken thumb. All right. What's a worse look? Tweeners. Everyone knows what tweeners are, right? The pants that don't quite make it to your ankles, but are a decent amount below your knees. The Greg Maddoxes, as I call them. Or only using one batting glove. I mean, I know a lot of people out there that think the tweeners are a fresh look. Whether seriously or sarcastically, they're trying to bring it back. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to say those are our worst look. One batting glove, also weird. It's like we're not playing golf out here. Yeah, super Uh, weird. But it doesn't bother me as much. All right. Would you rather have Jordan cleats or PF flyer cleats? PF flyer cleats, 1,000%. Yeah, pretty easy one there. All right. What's more embarrassing? Helmet falling off while swinging or trying to break your bat over your knee but failing. Is it bad that I immediately thought of uh, Bartolo Colon? That's who I thought of. Very, so it's okay. very good. Uh, I don't know. The broken bat is not a good look. I'm going to have to go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Plus it's painful. All right. Would you rather... Would you rather be booed by the entire stadium or just one loud heckler right behind home plate who you can very much hear oh everything? Oh my he's god. Saying? No. Give me a hundred thousand boos. <laughs> Give me just let the boos rain down. Let me wash <laughs> myself in a storm of boos. I can't do the heckler thing is just way too much. There was a there's when I played in college, there was a school that we played at where their football team would show up for every game that we played there. And they would always go down to the third base side, which is where I was at. And they would just, and they, it was wild. Cause they would like look up stuff about your like sin, significant others or your family. They'd be talking Dude, about like your sister. Yes. I'm like, what are we do? Like, I'm, I mean, I had to tip my hat. I mean, they were good. They were, I mean, they were finding stuff that you thought was like on the dark web. It's like, how did you even come across this? Yeah, when we we went and played Howard College in Texas, and the softball team got a hold of the programs, and so every time one of our guys came up, they would just start talking noise about like <laughs> every little fun fact about us in the program. It was brutal. It's crazy. Yeah, I figure I'll give him a shout out. Hampton Sydney College. All right. Would you sell your number to a veteran that just you know got put on your team? Or keep it? Uh, depends on if I liked them. Like, if I'm... Uh, if I'm out in San Diego and this just bum decides to show up with some mm. mega contracts, I'm yeah. like, sorry, dude. Keeping it. Understood. All right, would you... 99% of the time, I, I would sell it. I, no, I wouldn't even sell it. I'd just give it to him. Like, hey, take me out for a nice steak dinner and call it, call it yeah. done. Would you rather be sent down to the minor leagues after a, an established time in the show or take forever to get called up? Uh, I would rather take forever to get called up because once you get up there, that's got to be that's got to be an awesome experience, awesome feeling. I'm assuming that you just wouldn't get sent back down like the next week. Assuming you're up yeah, there yeah, for yeah, longer yeah, than yeah. a cup of coffee. But yeah, yeah, that I don't know if I could get sent down after that. All right, buddy. Pretty uh, interesting one to end it. It's slump buster time, all right? Ooh. You either have to choose no batting gloves, but you got to pee on your hands so you don't get blisters. Moises Alou. 
or you shave your head and grow a mustache. Uh, well, for a good portion of my life, I had nothing but a buzz cut. So I would probably take the shave your head and mustache route. Also considering that I have a full beard. So that one probably wouldn't bother me as much as urinating on my hands. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty gross. Well, that, uh, that wraps up the or game. It wraps up the or game and that wraps up episode 65. We unfortunately do not have time for DMs. We are up against the clock. Nate, you got to get ready to head out for work. And Blame. I'm going to be heading home for the weekend. So I got to get on the road. But we will do our best to get to DMs next episode. But anyway, that does it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Number of errors that Dan Ugla had in one game. I'm quitting baseball after that. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you recover from that. Uh, but, on, but, but on that, yeah, whatever happened to him. Uh, on that note, I know we talk about this from time to time. I know we just like to breeze through the old leave the rating interview thing. Uh, but sometimes we'll stop and actually encourage you to leave that rating interview. And today is one of those times. Go leave a re- uh, rating and a review and help us get up on the iTunes charts. Help us climb the charts, please. We are trying We are trying to get out there. And if we can make it to like higher, I mean, I don't even know of a point that I'd want to get up to. But if we can just make it higher, that would be fantastic. And also, if you're going to leave that rating and review, tell us what you like about the show. Come say hey. You don't even have to tell us that. Just come say hey. Tell, hi. tell tell Nate how hot his takes are. That seems to be a popular trend nowadays. Uh, hot, hot takes. Get your hot takes here. But uh, yeah, go leave that rating and interview and just be a, be a good listener. Be a good fan. Be a good follower. Help us out a little bit. Uh, but as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. Don't go chasing curveballs, people. We love y'all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.